my boys feeling right Here to party all night And we all from PA So shawty, what is your name? Raise a glass to this beat This is group therapy And we got a new yeah. one We're back again. Um, <coughs> excuse me. You caught us mid-conversation, everybody. Um, welcome back to episode seven, eight, six, seven, eight. Somewhere in the second half of ten. Yeah. 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 Or eight um, before ten. <laughs> if, you, if you've listened to all the episodes, you recognize that we brought back Joe. Hi, how you doing? And we have Sean here again, too. What's up? And... We're going to talk about some wrestling. Um, well, we just got done talking about, like, retro video games. We were talking way. about retro video games, old wrestling video games. Also, I would like to throw this out there. If you have Xbox Game Pass, whenever AEW Fight Forever or Wait Forever, as people online are calling it, does drop, it will be free on Xbox Game Pass. That is confirmed by AEW themselves. I might just have to get Game Pass back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to play that game. Though. It looks... It, it's probably going to be amazing. It looks good. It's like... People are complaining, like I was telling you guys, people are complaining about it looks like a PS2 game, blah, blah, blah. First off, everyone loves this PS2 Just game. PS2. You mentioned SBR right? Dude. Like, so, here comes the pain. No mercy for the N64. Mm-hmm. Dude, I no mercy for the N64 was so fire. Oh, yeah. I had some, like, questions prepared of what I wanted to ask, and one of the ones I wanted to ask was actually already kind of answered, but I, w- I was going to ask, like, everybody, what is your favorite WWE video game? Um... <clears throat> 2K22 is really good, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. 2K22 is really good! It's so much fun! so modern, having all the new features, that's a big thing. Oh, War Games is gonna be in 2K23. I think they're only doing six man, which is, you know, whatever. It, it, we're getting two ring uh, team cage match. That's fire. Yeah, oh yeah, it looks really cool in the videos they released and shit. I'm excited for that then. Um, holy shit. 2K22 is so good. Oh my oh, yeah. gosh. Dude, I still play that shit. I have, like, five profiles on my PlayStation, each one with a different era or, like, company safe. Oh, that's fire. Yeah, I got yeah, an ECW running. That's a good it. idea. Oh, yeah, hey, man. I made, like, five different PSN accounts just to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we use them for every WWE game I've gotten. Uh-huh. And you can use them for the next one. Mm-hmm. I would, I would personally say I don't think any, any wrestling game... I mean, obviously, they've taught No Mercy as far as, like, the mechanics and stuff. It's an old game, but mm-hmm. it's it's my personal favorite. I uh-huh. think it's the mo- I think it's the most fun. Things might be more streamlined, but there's a classic thing. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. No Mercy wasn't broken. I mean, well, the initial release was that a save bug, actually. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it delete your save data, randomly. I remember that, actually, because I, I remember my uh, parents bought me No Mercy when it first came out. And I'm like... All right, whatever, and I put it in. I'm like, this game is so freaking good. You would have known that it was going to end up being like the best wrestling game. Though. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. Aki, the uh, company who did that, they, their first effort for a wrestling game was, uh, well, on the PlayStation side of things, where they started, it was WCW versus the World, which was the only licensed wrestlers in the game were all WCW and NWO guys, but the rest of the roster was slightly modified to look a little bit different. But they were Japanese wrestlers, and like. Foreign wrestlers that wrestled in Japan. They just like, like Sabu was in that game. Um, oh, wow. Uh, Road Warrior Hawk was in the game under the name Overdose. Looking back, it's rather inappropriate. Yeah. Um, was, uh, wait, was Sabu ever, was he in WCW? I think. He did like two, three matches in WCW in like 1996. Wrestled oh, against okay. like Jerry Lynn under a mask. Okay, you have, got, you have Jerry Lynn, who's honest to God, one of the greatest fucking guys to ever go through ECW. What did WCW do with him? Stuck him in a stupid fucking singlet, threw a mask on him, and renamed him JL, his initials. <laughs> <coughs> I mean, think you guys not marketable, just say that. Jesus, fuck. Mm-hmm. What about um, all the other WCW? Oh, it's, it's escaping me now, the name. The uh, one with uh, NWO and oh, Goldberg oh, and all that. I was getting that, actually. Revenge? It, was, uh, it started off WCW NWO World Tour, which was just like the, the uh, PlayStation one. It was like you had your WCW and your NWO rosters, and then you had. Actually, companies I followed when I was younger, FMW and Michinoku Pro Wrestling, which you know the name Taka Michinoku. Yeah. I don't know what exactly the name relation is there, but that's where he came from. Sean fucking loves Taka Michinoku. I really do. I'm tight. Indeed. I I love Taka Michinoku. Mick Foley said it best when he said that if WWE was actually about, like, pure talent, Taka Michinoku would have been world champion. 
No shit. Yeah, it t- uh, Nick Dean Malenko. Pl- I'm gonna throw that name out there, Dean Malenko. <laughs> yeah, that's another one too. Yeah. Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko and Dean Malenko and William Regal were similar in the way that they weren't interesting. Like they they were very talented, but they weren't. Dude, William Regal is such a good in ring performer. Oh that, yeah, yeah, great heel too. Holy fuck! But he is so boring. Yeah, that, that's sick. He Malenko. William Regal will will could dude. If you put, if like, did that nigga ever headline WrestleMania? I doubt it. Because he could not put asses in seats. No. Yeah. Oh, let me tell you this, though. If you ever want to watch a stiff, I'm talking nasty, William Regal match, back when he's Lord Steven Regal in WCW, on Censored 96, him and Fit Finley. Remember Finley? I like to fight that fucking guy, mm-hmm. SmackDown, like, 2005, 2006. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They beat the holy hell out of each other and stiffed mm-hmm. the fuck out of each other. It was, oh, man, they... It was rough to watch, but it was remember, really good. <laughs> do you remember the Radicals? Like they were Benoit Malenko, Saturn yeah. Guerrero. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I should, are we even allowed to say Benoit's name? Should we? Should no, we yeah, it? we can. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> but that's hilarious. Benoit Guerrero. Not talk about this man or nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Benoit Guerrero, Saturn, and Malenko. Great. Mm-hmm. Um. All amazing wrestlers. Yeah. Unfortunately, Malenko was kind of, was you know the one Boring. that everybody thought of. He was so good in the ring, and like his matches could suck you and everything. But like he was a black hole charisma on the microphone. Plus his uh, his voice sounded like this, didn't? Uh, sounded like a weird mixture of Batman and Beetlejuice. Dude, it's like it's like um who they got the Intercontinental Champion right now? Gunther. Gunther, hey. dude, he's oh a fuck. He's such a good wrestler. He's a beast, dude. But dude, like, I haven't even heard him on the mic yet. I guarantee he's trash. <laughs> oh, it's no thing, doubt. Thing. He has a, he has a thick Austrian accent. It's not as bad as like Arnold Schwarzenegger or nothing, but like, <laughs> uh, he he refers to himself as uh, you know the ring general. Mm-hmm. He uh, whatever he says, he goes das Ring General. That sounds oh, badass, doesn't it? That sounds like that one dude they were trying to push back in SmackDown uh, years ago. Oh, they please kept, don't say Brackus. Um, please don't oh, say Brackus. I, I, I want to say his last name was like Kozlov. Vladimir Kozlov. Vladimir Kozlov. Yeah. They, 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 they kept showing... about Brackus. Good fuck. They, they kept, I remember they kept showing these commercials and everything, trying to like hype up everybody dude, for him. they were pushing and, him on. And he literally was he not pinned the Undertaker clean on TV. Pinned the Undertaker clean on TV. Yeah. That does not fucking happen. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Pinned him clean. Yeah. Right. And Don't you know he caught him midair, power slammed his ass. One, two, three. Uh-huh. Wasn't even a barely a three count thing. He stayed down. Yeah. Has has anybody uh, going back to wrestling games? Has anybody ever played Warzone though? Oh shit! Yeah, man, that game was so so good for its time. <laughs> Actually, no, it wasn't. It was really like interesting for its time. Yeah. But the gameplay you had to put in. Ridiculous button combinations yeah, you like you're Street had, Fighter to you, do moves. You literally had to put in nuclear codes just to do a punch. <laughs> <laughs> no, no fucking Undertaker's Haymaker. Down, left, high punch. I'm not joking. <laughs> to do what? I, I don't think I've ever done anybody's finisher move oh, on that man, game. I did, but it took a lot of fucking time to do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you had to pause and get a move list. In the <laughs> like Mortal Kombat! Combat. Right, yeah, yeah, this is like back in like the 90s before they did shit oh like that. Is he go to the move list and you have a, just a list of fucking, looks like cheat code combinations, you have to fucking type in basic shit. And you, and you think, you know, the N64, imagine the N64 controller. It's like literally, like it was, dude, it was fucking bad. The N64 was bad too because they had the C buttons and shit. Yeah, and then they came out with Attitude after that, which Which is the exact same thing. Yeah, the exact same thing, just an updated roster. And for some fucking reason, they had Shane McMahon on commentary in that fucking game. That's weird. He did like every other episode of Sunday Night Heat back then, that's it. It was not notable. One thing I'm mean, every time I think of Warzone, I, the first thing I think of is because it's it, because I heard it so many times as a kid is, Hello, I'm Vince McMahon, and I'm good old JR. Like, I heard it so <laughs> many times. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Here's the thing, like, the arena would seem so fucking empty because, like, in the immediate floor surrounding the ringside area outside the guardrails, there were no fans there. Yeah. But up at the stands, you can see little shapes moving around and shit. <laughs> and it, they start chanting boring shit at you. You'd have weapons flying in the ring. A whole ass tube TV set flying into the ring to use as a fucking weapon. Imagine that actually happening. I mean, I watched a guy pick up bleachers and use those as a weapon one time, but that's. Bleachers? Bleachers. Oh, bleach. <laughs> okay, Damn. okay, it says it all. 
Well, it was, uh, I forget who he was, some dude in an indie show, he picked up a set of empty bleachers up on his shoulders, like Fireman's Carry style, started swinging them around like, like Terry Funk used to do with ladders. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he like knocked down three dudes with it or something. It wasn't an impressive spot, except for the fact he's wielding fucking bleachers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is a very impressive spot. Like, what he did with them wasn't too good, but the fact he even did it's noteworthy, you know? You put the fucking bleachers on your back like that. Yeah. Right, it's like yeah. John Cena picking up Edge and Big Show at the same time. It does not fucking matter if Edge fell that, off and you only tossed Big Show, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that was ridiculous. The fact that he got them yeah. both off the ground. Oh, yeah. That's the thing, like... I, what a freak. Mm-hmm. Dude, Ryback used to be, like, doing the, uh, that shell shock move to, like, two, three dudes at a time, too. Mm -hmm. But he, he was just kept feeding jobbers. Dude, yeah, he's a weirdo in real life. That's what I heard. I heard isn't, that, isn't that a reason why they cut him? Well, he started demanding uh, some. I don't know how true this is because it all came from wrestling news website. Take take that shit with a grain of salt. But um, Ryback specifically, there was an issue with him demanding John Cena money. What the fuck? Why? Because oh, he thought he was worth John Cena money. But I mean, he could have been if they would have fucking did the right thing with him. And if he himself had not fucked up his own chances by being a pain in the ass backstage. I'm pretty sure uh, he, like, legitimately hurt somebody, too. At yeah. Some point, he? Yeah, he, uh, he injured Tia Punk, like, two, three times. Yeah, that's it. See, Punk called yeah, steroid Punk. guy. Repeatedly. <laughs> yeah, he, like, legitimately injured CM Punk, I'm pretty sure. And I'm pretty sure there was somebody that demanded that, like, they did not want to work with him. And it might have even been CM Punk. Oh, CM Punk said he never wanted to work with him again after the Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> But, is uh, he okay? Does anybody know um, he's moving. Okay? He's alive, but he. Time is he never going to wrestle again? Uh, it's doubtful at this point. Actually, the only reason that he's not paralyzed from the neck down is the fact his neck, neck is so meaty. The doctor oh, told him that. Wow. Yeah, having that big, meaty, meaty lack of neck is like that what saved him. <laughs> Holy wow. shit! But well, you saw that Bobby Lynn right on top of his fucking head. Yeah. See, Rich Holland, you can't blame Rich Holland for that. You know, shit happens. Imagine mm -hmm. trying to move that kind of moving that much meat. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, oh, you, yeah. That's kind of like how like you can't blame D'Lo Brown for draws. Right, there's miscommunication there. Dude took mm -hmm. it like a power bomb. He's supposed to be flat back, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and plus, I'm pretty sure. I, I mean, obviously, the video was never released, but I'm pretty sure Draws was wearing a shirt. That, that, <coughs> that was it. Yeah, he didn't couldn't yeah. get a good grip on him or something. Yeah, like I think he. I don't think he was wearing the shirt like on, but I think he had it like tied around his waist or something. D'Lo Brown's grip slipped or something like that. Mm. At least from what I read. I mean, obviously the match was never released, so we right. never, we don't we'll never know. But if the fucking release where Big E got his neck broken is. Yeah. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! Yeah, that was on national television. Mm -hmm. So okay, well, I've ever seen one worse uh, broken neck in wrestling, and I've seen mm. quite a few actually, but one worse in my opinion. Hayabusa. I was talking about a Japanese company, FMW. I used to watch mm. when I was a kid. It was deathmatch wrestling. I shouldn't have been fucking watching. I watched guys get wrapped up in barbed wire, exploded with C4s, all kinds of shit before I was 10. Um, <laughs> so, like, my brother's really into tape trading shit. So we had these Japanese hardcore wrestling tapes and shit that were really cool. Hayabusa went for the old uh, Asai Moonsaw, which Ultimo Dragon coined it. Asai is his real name. He'd jump on the... Well, how he did it was he'd be on the outside. He would pull himself in, flip over the top rope, land on his opponent with his back... And run over the ropes across the ring, jump with his feet, and do a backflip, the Asai Moonsault. Mm -hmm. Well, something happened, his foot slipped, and he bent his body but didn't move at all, and landed right on top of his head, position like this. Ooh. Oh, like, I'm talking, like, folded up backwards. It was... The video's on YouTube, but it's harder to find these days because they can't. They kind of tend to take that kind of thing down now. Yeah, but, exactly. I don't even want to watch that shit, bro. I gotta oh, yeah, no, I'm not going to make it. Yeah, I'm just saying, if you get curious, it's there. I'm not curious, believe me. <laughs> 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 Well, I mean, I was watching John Zandy get hung from his back by hooks one time. Oh, CZW. Yeah. That happened in Pennsylvania. Have fun. I ain't done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, I was exposed to a lot of shit. I'm not saying it's cool, but, like, it's all I'm not saying it's not cool, but, like, it makes me sick personally. Yeah, no, that's fair, man. I just, <laughs> saw a lot of shit I probably shouldn't have at a young age where I shouldn't have been watching, period. <laughs> I watched um, Re uh, Royal Rumble 1998 the other night. I wanted uh -huh. to watch the casket match between Shawn Michaels and Undertaker. Oh, oh my he hits his back. Yeah, that back injury. Wow. And I can't, you know, it's obvious he was finishing that match on pure adrenaline uh but he fought stone cold at that wrestlemania with with that his he crushed a disc and i'm pretty sure another one slipped slipped or something like something that. like that yeah like he was in major pain yeah he had he had two major pain what a movie Bam Bam Bigelow's in that movie, actually. Who? Bam Bam Bigelow, the old wrestler really with the tat flame tattoo on top of his head yeah that's Bam Bam Bigelow. i think he was a biker or something in that movie oh oh my god you're right it is Bam. Uh, Beach in the East. <laughs> he dresses like heartburn in a fucking medicine commercial. <laughs> but um, 
You want to know something interesting about Shawn Michaels, though, that I actually didn't know I found out today. This will be one of our, the first interesting facts, was that he, uh, he actually lost 11 of the 17 WrestleMania matches he was in, despite the fact that he calls himself Mr. WrestleMania. He lost himself. 11 of 17 yeah. matches. Okay. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, he, he, he calls himself Mr. WrestleMania and the showstopper and everything, but yet... Yeah, he like John Cena, it's almost like John Cena called himself Mr. SummerSlam. Many times he's got his ass handed to him. Every time. Except it was a curse for him. Like, Did Alberto Del Rio beat the shit out of him at SummerSlam too? Or somebody? I think so. I'd be like... I remember like the last time he really Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar was that was that SummerSlam? I can't remember if it was SummerSlam or the event right before. No, it was SummerSlam that year because they were trying to do uh remember I read this thing that that was gonna be Daniel Bryan getting destroyed like that because WWE wanted to do this, we'll give them what they want and take it away, you know, reintroduce into reality. Mm-hmm. Guys like Daniel Bryan aren't the champion, it was basically a whole vehicle to like just shut down the whole yes movement thing. Mm-hmm. And I am so sick and fucking tired of people telling me, well no, they applauded that from the beginning. You know, Vince Man's a genius. No, he's fucking not, he's an out of touch crusty old pervert. Mm-hmm. That is also correct. He's also a racist. I don't want to call him a racist. But. Uh, he, I wouldn't say he isn't, but I also wouldn't say he's an outright racist. Yeah, yeah. But, the whole, but he uh, definitely oh. said, he said the Edward on national television at least, oh, Brock, at least two times. Right, Brock Booker T. No, Vince McMahon. Oh, oh, yeah. He literally, yeah, Booker T. yeah, he literally called John Cena the Edward in front of Booker T. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, hold on. It didn't have the hard R. He said, keep it up, my nigga. Yeah, that he did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, he, that he did. Yeah. Um, and then they like, bounce away, walk past Book T stand. They're like, "Tell me, he didn't just say that." <laughs> oh, that was Survivor Series. I think 2005. he was. Although, was, I think was a good, in, was a really good show, in Vince McMahon's, you can't really defend that because there's there's no way you can defend that. But I think what? the angle that they were get, that I think he was going with was that with that was the time when Booker T in WCW when he got all animated and he accidentally said the N word. Well, hold up, hold up, hold up. I get where you're coming from with that, but like, he's still white. It has to be an entirely different context for that, though. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that like was yeah. Booker T fired up, cut the promo, and he's like, "Oh, Cougar, we'll come for you." And then you know, mm-hmm. where's this man? Well, keep it up. And then he says it, then bounces away, dancing yeah. in yeah. front of. Booker T, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, like I'm definitely not excusing that him saying Five that. Five times the not, WCW I will say, if we tried to make him seem like an out of touch old man, they did very good there. <laughs> He's always been a very out of touch old man. Not always. In the 80s and early. <laughs> well, yeah, probably about early 2000s, is the last point where he actually kind of seemed to get his audience. Remember when, um, remember when Stone Cold blew. No, was it Stone Cold? Who the fuck blew his car up? Who blew up? Who blew up Vince McMahon's limo? Oh, oh, it was going I, to be okay. So I got cut off. Chris Benoit died. Oh, yeah. And it was going to be. And he did it to see who would care. That Vince was McMahon did. Yeah, he was. Gonna, it was going to be a hoax. He did it himself because he wanted people to care about him. Damn it. Oh, is that <laughs> why? Is that why? Like you never did they just cancel the storyline because yeah, yeah, he just came back one day. Yeah, yeah. yeah he showed up on Raw. They canceled the show. Like, like, they, oh, I, know, like, like I know he ended up like coming back, but I didn't know if they ever actually And they're gonna do a memorial episode of McMahon on that Raw or something. They already done one or something like that. Then they're like, okay, one of our guys is dead. Back it up. Oh, and actually, it's during the show, they're like, oh, so he did this. As they're airing fucking New Japan matches and Chris Benoit Jushin Liger on WWE television, which I still can't wrap my head around that shit. Right, isn't that crazy? Yeah, that was, that was super fucking cool. I, I thought really so anyway. Cool. Yeah, it was really never, cool. And I never thought I'd see Jushin Liger on WWE TV, period, and I see that. And then he shows up in NXT to fight Tyler Grace a few years ago. Really? Yeah, that happened. That happened. It was, uh, it was a takeover. It was the NXT takeover Dallas, I think, where the main event was Samoa Joe and Balor, and Balor hawked uh, up because he's wearing face paint and... Rolled Joe up out of the choke or something. What are you talking about, dude? He's, that wasn't Balor. That was the demon. Oh fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I love, I love oh, Balor. And speaking of that, you want to know what is so stupid? What you, you get Finn Balor like automatically on WWE. You have to unlock the demon. But they actually put the demon as an unlockable character. I'm like, are you kidding me? I am not going to spend any money. Or do anything to get credits to unlock a character that I already have. Yeah. Like, That's why you buy the special edition. You get the accelerator that unlocks all that shit for you. <laughs> <laughs> I might be doing that for 2K23. One thing that pissed me off, though, about 2K22, and this is neither here nor there. It's not that big of a deal. It's fucking annoying. Um, you had to unlock everything for the Rey Mysterio showcase, whether you had the uh, accelerator or not. Yeah. So you had to play yeah. through all the Rey Mysterio matches. They're fun, though. They, they are. They, but, they play, man, I, I love WCW in the 90s, but I can only play the Halloween Havoc match so many times before I start to not give a shit, you know? Yeah. They wanted, uh, I remember they said you had to beat 
I got stuck on the Rim Stereo Challenge. I didn't beat it because there was this one part. I forget who I couldn't beat, but it wasn't. I couldn't get very. It was Dolph Ziggler, wasn't it? And I think that <laughs> might have been it. I was like, man, I was fucking around. It, it, no, it was, there were a couple sequences where I was like, how am I supposed to do this? No! I guarantee it was the only way to put them on the top of the rope, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, they that was a, shit like no other. Dude, they like they reverse it every fucking time. I normally play that game on like legend difficulty. I bumped that shit down to easy after I got tired of it, man. I was like, I'm just trying to rip through this anyway, yeah. man. I don't care about sportsmanship at this point. <laughs> in order to, but in order to unlock Dom, you yeah. had to be you had to be Grand Mysterio Showcase, and I'm like. Do they? I'm like, do they think I care about Dom though? Like, honestly, I mean, man, X- what do you mean? He definitely tried to. He definitely was ripping that Rey Mysterio. I will say this, man: yeah. XCon Dominic Mysterio gimmick he's got going right now is fucking hilarious. I yeah. think he's, he's like, like, oh, you mean with, with the um, what are they called? The fucking anarchists or well, the fucking? No, no, no. Are? It's uh, the Judgment Day, but, but, judgment but it's not cool. Yeah. He got arrested on SmackDown or Raw or something one week, and he came <laughs> back talking about yeah, I did hard time. <laughs> is he funny as shit? He what said, a pussy. Well, he, uh, I read Ridley had some interview with uh, Barry Saxon on Raw last week. I, was that? No, I'm sorry. I just, every time somebody brings up Rhea Ripley, I get excited. Oh, yeah, no, she reminds me too much of my ex. Like, I'm sorry like, to hear that. She but... tried really hard to. You know, I'll leave that where it is. I'm not getting into that. But, um. <laughs> I think she definitely. Um... But you know who she's not as hot as? Bianca Belair. Uh, like, Rhea Ripley has oh, a little. I mean, Rhea Ripley. That might go down to preference thing. She's the EST. The hot. Rhea Ripley. <laughs> I definitely think when Rhea Ripley was a lot better looking before, but she kind of has a little too much of a Chris Motionless look going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, man, she looks like fucking. <laughs> she looks like Gerard right after a bad day. <laughs> you know, Tyler's going to be coming right now because we're talking about Rhea Ripley. Yeah, well, yeah here. I'll do you guys one Tyler better. said he's going to be listening to this. What's up, Tyler? Yeah, shout out to Tyler. Shout out to Tyler. I like that, Tyler. Tyler McClellan, Big Tyler. I don't think I know him. Hi, how you doing? Man, did, you know Joe. You probably don't know Joe. You might know Joe. You probably bought stickers from Joe and, at the McGarvey thing before. Probably. That's actually totally possible, yeah. But fuck it. Let's get back on the subject. What were we talking about? Uh, oh, okay. I got, I got you guys. You guys pay attention to AEW's women's division at all? I haven't been, but I... I well, actually, I have been a little bit, but... Current champion, Jamie Hayter. She, uh, to quote Jim Cornette, she moves around the ring and works like a fucking dude. Like, she looks like she moves with purpose. She, it looks like it hurts when she hits people. Solid shit. I like her. You know who I like? Really like? You know who else is really hot? Nikita Lyons. She's really attractive. She's attractive as fuck. Dude, I know, right? She, oh, my God. One thing, about, one thing that bugs me about her, though. She's a nunchuck weirdo. She puts out TikToks for playing with nunchucks. Yeah, you know, I haven't seen those TikToks. Like, they're cool, but at the same time, it's like something seems off about that, Jeez, you know? I don't give a fuck. She can hit me with a nunchuck. <laughs> you know, um, one, uh, one thing that's interesting, because I was about to... Bring up how in when we in the WWE games unlocking the legends, my go-to is always Bret Hart. He's the first one I unlock. He's who I use from that point forward all the time. You don't use anybody else. Well, Bret Hart. Every once in a while, yeah. I mean, I <clears throat> sometimes use like if well, if I'm if I'm using a male wrestler, it's usually Bret Hart. What are you talking about like in two K? Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, or even in SmackDown versus Raw, like I would still unlock Bret Hart and use him. Like Bret Hart is just. See, I had a lot of guys. Is he like, your goat? He he's one of them. Yeah, his his entrance theme is one of my top five Fire. favorites. Like it's I love so his entrance fun. theme. Like you know, I, I actually hated when they redid it in 2010 when he came back. Oh yeah, it sucks. Yeah. I was forget about that. Yeah, yeah. Red Hart like, should never come back in 2010. It was cool to see him wrap up the story with McMahon, but that was just no. Past that, just no. But you know what? Another thing about Bret Hart though is it's it is. Goldberg ended his career, and he's been salty about that. And it's like nobody feels that he should be salty about it. I mean, I, I personally look, man. I'm not gonna sit here and hate on Goldberg, whatever. He's not my cup of tea, but I know he had, he got. Oh, way, guy's got a lot of fans. That's cool. I just ain't one of them. However, I kind of got excited right on this one because imagine you dedicate your life to a fucking craft. You know, you, you dedicate your whole life to this great gaining respect to this, you know, performance art that you take part in. Your dad was a huge proponent of it, trained so many of the greatest talents we know today, including Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho. And then some football player kicks you in the side of the fucking head and ends it. Yeah, and you get this you get this guy with just a Well maybe some football player's not fair, but you know what I mean? Like he didn't even care about that shit. Like you get this guy with just some football player. <laughs> you get this guy with just like a physique that an appearance that people are going to gravitate towards, they're going to want to see just based on his looks, 
and he's stiff. He doesn't know a shit about wrestling. You put a guy that is arguably one of the, well, not even arguably, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. You put him in the ring against this stiff man that has just the has stiffest a, of men. This, Essentially, this stiff man that just has a good physique and he kicks you and he's injured career. Right? I'm sorry, there's the word stiff man there. That's, that's <laughs> pause on that though. Big pause on that. Stiff man, big pause. Big Stop pause. making stiff man happen. Stop trying to make stiff man happen. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> Imagine if that would become a meme though. Oh no! <laughs> but anyway, what I was saying, he likes his drinks stiff. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so I found out this fact that I actually <coughs> thought was interesting. Um, Jake the Snake is usually an unlockable character in a lot of wrestling games because yeah. he's he's a legend, but he never won a title. But like, he never won a title in WWE. That's totally true. Yeah, Roddy Piper only ever won the Intercontinental mm-hmm. title once until him and Ric Flair had an elderly geriatric tag team run. I I did not know that until to, until I today. I looked it up, I was looking up, I was looking up and I saw it. I'm like, wow, that's so. I haven't really watched a lot of Jake the Snake matches, but he must have just been in, like an incredible wrestler then to be considered a oh legend that never won a title. Well, here's the thing, man. You're like you look back at what's like memorable and shit. I mean, how many times is the Undertaker actually the top guy on the roster at a fucking okay. point? Right. It was always like he was always working like pretty much alongside, parallel to the Hogans and. The Austins and actually at a certain point the Cenas and the Batistas, mm-hmm. and then he actually had quite a few world title runs after like 2005, which is pretty cool. I like it. I love that. Yo, his match against Rey Mysterio for the World Heavyweight Championship. What you two K? Yeah, dude. I went back after that and watched that match. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. I, I I don't even know what to say. Like it's just an it's such an incredible match, right? It's so good. As well as matches you don't even think about till your mind does. Yeah. Oh my god. My favorite match of all time, though. My favorite match of all time is Undertaker versus Jeff Hardy. The ladder match. Oh, oh. shit! Where it comes out at the end, he's about to beat the dog. Yeah. And he's you like, know, you know what? Smacks him in his head. And he's know, like, and "Good job, kid." He just leaves. And speaking of the Undertaker, he ironic. Undertaker was involved in some, at some point. He was involved in like all of my favorite matches. Like, he <laughs> well, he's incredible. It, like he, he literally, like, though, like, as a person, leaves a little bit to be desired. But past yeah. that, excellent. Yeah. one of the best in ring performers of all time. To the extent we can kind of, I won't. My, he's I, never said or done anything outright fucked up. It's just like the circles he runs with and shit. Yeah. You know? Like I can name my top three right. My top three right now would definitely be now. Kane is my all time favorite. Like yeah. I, just, I love Kane. I like I love his, I love his, <laughs> yeah, the He started off rather tape. He came into his own definitely. Yeah, I, yeah. I love I love Kane's attire when he first when he first debuted. That, I, I love his attire. I love his music. You ever used to have an entrance cape? I did know that actually. Really? Yeah, you yeah. look it up on YouTube, Kane entrance cape. Like it might not be the same, like you'll find pictures of it and shit though. It's like a weird it has the you know the spiky pattern like his outfit does. Yeah. And you can see the tie and the neck, it just didn't look right. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't look that one look good at all. Uh-huh. Number two is obviously Undertaker. Number three is Mick Foley. Really? I can dig that one. I can dig that one. Yeah, I think Mick Foley... I mean, Mick Foley does get his praise, but I don't think it's enough praise. Like, he doesn't get the Stone Cold Steve Austin praise. No. And And he he arguably did just as much for the sport. There's something to be said about the guy they don't want you cheering for wanting to be your top guy getting over like that. Same thing as, like, we were talking about the Danny Bryan yes move and stuff. That all happened organically. No, he didn't want that. Mm -hmm. Except, at least in Mick Foley's case, they knew how to capitalize on such a thing. Yeah. As opposed to, like, you know, oh, yeah, let him have his WrestleMania, then we'll set Brock Lesnar step on him, you know? That was fucked up. That was fucked yeah. up. But it ended up not giving it happen to Brian, though, because he got injured, Cena ended up winning at Money in the Bank or something. I forget how that went. It's been years. It has been years. Yeah, it's talking about it's been years, but, oh, you guys want to hear something about Rick Rude that I was told? What happened? Ravishing Rick Rude? Yeah. Like, what, the, the actual reason he died? What happened? Well, it was said to be a drug overdose, right? Right. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and I've heard this story from a, quite a few different people, including like people I know, like independent wrestlers who have talked to a bunch of old school guys and shit. Okay. Apparently, it wasn't. I mean, it was a drug overdose, but it was it wasn't accidental. He was experimenting with injecting Viagra into his dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're gonna move on. Um... <laughs> so we've been talking about Stone Cold. Here wait, was... hold on, wait. 
Who are your top three favorite wrestlers? Man? My top three? Oh, okay. But I'm going to have to go like old school all time. Your modern guys ain't like done to put this list. I'm yeah, neither. I'm, I'm like no news. I will say, Brock, honorable mention to Brian Danielson, in my opinion, oh best wrestler on the planet right now. Yes, yeah. I agree. Um, but I agree. Top three. Uh, let me think. Undertaker and Sting, first two off top, off the bat. Those two great You know picks. what? Rowdy Roddy Piper. Really? I love Beast Hot Rod. Oh, man. That's a that's great picks. Those are great picks. Um, Undertaker's obviously on my list, too. Yeah. Um, <sighs> fucking Scott Hall. Scott Hall. Oh, my. Ray, Ray Razor Ramon, Ramon dude. Yeah. Scott Hall. Dude, that surf walk in the NWO. Yeah. The most, dude, dude, when the NWO debuted in WWE, it was literally one of the best things I've ever seen. Oh, you my got, God. It was you incredible. Got, you got Hogan doing the air guitar. You got Kevin Nash just walking down there <laughs> like this. You got Scott Hall doing the surf walk. Yeah, Amazing. it was so good, <laughs> dude. Oh, my God. Dude, I was say, one thing Scott Hall always did that I fucking loved, mm-hmm. and he would just... Do it to people at the NWO or mocking you get right to their face, do, do like their fingers yeah. like out from wiggling like this and just go, ooh, yeah. right into oh, faces. Yeah. My brother used to do that to me to piss me off when I was a little kid. And I kind of inherited it since I knew people. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I remember actually that was uh what he that that was like when they used to do um I don't think they did I don't think they do it anymore, which is actually kinda kinda dumb, but like back in like the WrestleMania when he fought Austin, mm-hmm. how they showed like um, their well, how they would be like. Um, so don't forget this match is coming up, and then I'm pretty sure Hogan, uh, Scott Hall was doing that. Like, yeah, oh, yeah little, are you talking about WrestleMania 18? Yeah, 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 that, yeah that's, that's literally what he was doing yeah. to the camera. He, he was yeah, doing yeah, that to the camera that before. Yeah, he, yeah, before he did his. Yo, pants. do you remember when NWO would come out then? The fucking camera would get all fucking black and white yeah. and all like grainy, oh, yeah. and then yeah. they, and then like you'd hear. Their theme was their theme was absolutely amazing. <laughs> what did you say? Their theme was absolutely amazing. So it's amazing. one of my favorite WWE. Me too. But my third favorite wrestler, it's it's really hard, right? Because like Shawn Michaels is right there. Yeah, I was like, I feel like you want. Okay, to Okay, she goes about Michaels, but like <laughs> Rey Mysterio too. Mysterio, yeah, okay, that's uh, actually yeah, very fair. You know, very like fair. Those, the, I it's a very hard choice for me between those two because like. Not only are they just both for, like, nostalgia for me, but they're both incredible fucking performers. Yeah. Like, I went and, like, I watched some of Rey Mysterio's, like, WCW stuff. Dude, so Rey Mysterio and ECW was very interesting. That was his, like, first stateside appearances. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Paul Heyman, I forget who he actually, it might have been Conan that he was in contact with, because Conan used to book all his dudes to AAA in Mexico and shit. At least I'm pretty sure that's how it went. Please correct me if I'm wrong. But, um... He, he was the first guy to bring into the United States. Rey Mysterio, Psychosis, Juventud oh, wow. Guerrera, La Parca. Oh, wow. Know, a lot of those WCW luchadors that we got so used to seeing in the early to late 90s got their start in the United States through ECW with Paul Heyman. That's crazy. So I guess we owe a lot of thanks to Paul Heyman, don't we? Oh, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, he, and Bischoff, he, too. Eric Bischoff deserves some He's the biggest charlatan, yeah. shyster-ass motherfucker on the goddamn planet. You got respect what he's done for wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we would, if we, like... And who's to say he's actually like that? Is he actually a piece of shit? Hey, is Paul Heyman actually a piece of shit? Um, he's very good at working people to get what he wants. Like genuinely? Like he's a he's a manipulator basically. Mm-hmm. And he also he he bounced tons of checks with old ECW guys who still haven't let go of it. Ooh. He owed Rob Van Dam over a million dollars by the time the company folded. Ooh. That Van Dam knew he wasn't going to see. Him Rob Van Dam. If we would if we would expand. Oh my it god! To I five. forgot about Rob yeah, Van Dam. He's, he's definitely in my top five. Yeah. <laughs> Expand it to five. I would definitely say Bret Hart probably four. Like, oh, there had more Danielson in the in the uh, ring then. If, if we're doing oh, five, Samoa Joe. Samoa. Oh my God, he is a technician. He is a pure technician. He's a, I mean, he's bigger now. He's older, a little bit slower, so he ain't doing the dives out of the ring like he used to fucking do. But imagine a two hundred eighty pound Samoa diving at you. No, thanks. I'm okay. That's like that's like it's like the old uh, Roadrunner and Wiley Coyote cartoons with the boulders about to fall. He's like, oh, just holds mm-hmm. up an umbrella. Mm-hmm. Like, what else do you fucking do? You know. I just I noticed that neither one of us put Stone Cold in. Stone Cold would probably be my number four. I like Austin, but I I love Stone Cold, but like, dude. I love I love Stone Cold, but I don't really watch. I don't really watch his matches. He only has one really memorable match for me, and that's the one against Scott Hall at WrestleMania. That's one of that's one of the only inc- like really really memorable matches I have. He was really. The, I'm not saying awesome. he doesn't have great matches because he has oh, yeah. great matches. That's the only one that sticks out. The that's year. the only one that really yeah. sticks out. I got three actually. So keep in mind, like a lot of my earliest vivid memories are professional wrestling. I was 
Who the hell was I? I was six years old at WrestleMania, WrestleMania 14 when Austin defeated Michaels for the title. I remember watching that. We had a tornado warning oh, yeah. that day. Yeah. Wait, I told the story last time I was yeah, on it. Yeah, you literally did, yeah. Yeah, no, I fucking, you know, tornado warning that day. We had one of those black cable boxes that would be scrambled the pay-per-view signals and shit. Hey, we stole pay-per-view. Arrest me now. But, um, <laughs> you know, like, don't arrest me now. But, um. <laughs> they're going to come for you right now. As soon as I post this, they're on their way. Help, help, they're coming to get me. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, it was, uh, it was that Austin Michaels match. Where, you know, Austin won the title, uh-huh. then was him losing the title for the first time to Kane in a first blood match at Unforgiven that year, oh. which was the next pay-per-view after that. No, wait, no, it was King of the Ring. It was King of the Ring because Hell, <coughs> Hell in the Cell structure was set up and The Undertaker almost killed Mankind. That motherfucker, Mankind, Mick Foley, a lot of respect to him, came out for the main event to interfere after he had gotten chucked off of and through that cell. Mm. Yep. And the thumbtacks. Yep. And had his tooth knocked up into his nose. Yep. You know? What? Uh, that right there, to this day, to this day, is the most brutal spot I think I've ever seen. And that didn't end in, like, someone genuinely getting hurt and not being able to continue. Oh, my God. Dude, I remember watching that. Like, I, oh, I'm sorry. Continue. Well, uh, you know, it's crazy, though, is I'm pretty sure that that, like, whole entire thing, like, not none of it was... It was all Mankind's idea. Yeah, yeah like, it was I don't think... I, I don't, yeah, I think I, it was all, like, impromptu. Like They, they plotted it ahead, him and Taker did. They didn't tell anyone they are going to do that shit. Yeah. His first book, Have a Nice Day, he talked about it. Undertaker's exact response was, why do you want to go kill yourself up there? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he really said, ugh, and just threw me. Said, that fucking... What imagine being in the arena. Like, because you know everybody's My brother's right that. in Pittsburgh. Wait, what was that? That was in Pittsburgh. My brothers were there. They really? were by JR and the King. They were more... And then those two, those two fucking assholes, they were more like, oh my god, Terry Funk came out. What the fuck? Then they were that they almost just saw a man die. Of course. Wrestling fans. Gotta love them. Terry Funk you is know, fire. Um, <laughs> Terry Funk is fire. Terry Funk is probably one of my old, favorite old, like, old 80s. Yeah. He's like up there with Roddy Piper for me, mm-hmm. personally. I, one thing about that, too, is Mankind, that was a great, great by Mankind, like, what he, like, the great bump he took. Mm-hmm. But... Undertaker, though, it was like it was perfect by Undertaker the way he threw him because if he would have done it, you know, he could have done it too hard and thrown him into the crowd. And oh, you watch like, he's literally just coasting him. Yeah. yeah, you know, like, and then he just stood up there looking at him. Well, what do you? What else do you do, dude? I mean, that was, and like, and honestly, for his character, that was perfect. It was ominous. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, he just, you know? And you know, in his head, he was probably like, "Did he? Is he dead? Yeah. Like, oh, like, he, is he dead? No. Yeah. I broke. Like, Yo, I'm not over for this. That'd be fucked up. Jr.'s <laughs> call of that. Good God Almighty, he killed him. Yeah, he, he's <laughs> he is broken in half. Yeah, that's probably that amazing. Jr. is like. Jr. is such a good commentator, and he's like the ultimate professional. Like the way he even handled Owen Hart. Like that at over the edge, like yeah. that, that was just amazing. Like no, the way right. that he was able to handle that. Hundred percent. Jr. was a class act, and they that company used and abused him. One thing pisses me off about that, though. After that, he's, he's, he's with AEW. AEW, right? yeah. 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 One thing that pisses me off about you know the solemn way it, it doesn't piss me off that this happened the way it did. I mean, that's, Owen Hart being dead, that's fucking awful. But the way Jr. handled it, professional, very you know good. But every time they wanted to sell a fake tragedy after that, think well, I guess what voice they told him to use. Mm-hmm. The own heart voice, period. Yeah. It's kind of shameful, you know? You know what makes me really sad? The fact that they didn't even mention the fact that Umaga died. That pisses me off to this day. And then they're going to sell his likeness on a video game. Yeah. I didn't, they didn't even mention about Test either, which was really... No, they didn't say anything about Test either. I think oh, they, no. He, I was think, a, well, he was a fucking absolute mess when they released him. And they whenever that kind of thing happens, they die just short, like, years after being released. They kind of try to distance themselves. I think, they kind, of, I think they kind of fumbled with test honestly the thing with Umaga was he was still with the fucking company he was gone for like two or three months so he wasn't still with them but he had only been gone for a little bit it was, it was, to my understanding you know like, you're not wrong he had just left cut like, say something like yeah. dude he was the fucking biggest thing that they had besides him and John Cena their rivalry yeah, was the biggest fucking oh, rivalry of the last of the of the, of the of whole that, time. that era that yeah era. of that era for you, for you at least I'm sure and like several other fans I've heard a lot of people have praise for Umaga see I always liked Umaga. I wasn't huge on him, but I really liked his in-ring work. I thought he was fucking awesome. He was incredible. We're, yeah. we're, uh, so we're talking... Uh, I was more of a SmackDown guy. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> so was I, honestly. I've always been a Raw guy. I've so we were talking been, a lot you know, about... I'm Raw. I have my own recaps on SmackDown. Yeah, true that. <laughs> we were talking a lot about um, 
Mankind, the Hell in a Cell match, but did you know there was only one person that ever jumped off of the cell? Shane McMahon. Yeah, Shane. He's done it twice. That was uh, pretty... He did it. He tried, to, he tried to land on The Undertaker. Yeah. The Undertaker big. just did his patented sit-up. <laughs> Shane McMahon was amazing. I, thought, I really liked like his in-ring performance. I actually really like Shane McMahon like, as a wrestler, I, too. I, I, I really like his thing, matches. Like, he always put in the work. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But, but you know why he's not doing anything with them anymore? Well, okay, remember the last Royal Rumble he showed up in? Didn't he, where didn't he, he, uh, didn't he fuck up the Royal, one of the Royal Rumbles? Yeah, the, the yeah. most recent one he was in. Yeah, he, uh, he tried to build a match around himself, actually. He helped with the creative side of things. He got into an argument with Jamie Noble, who's one of the best agents they have, by many wrestlers' accounts. And, uh, okay, I'm just going to throw an example of the kind of shit he tried to do to pump himself over here. Matt Riddle. You know the name, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, really. You have, you've yeah. got kind of a goofy stoner character, but a legit badass, former UFC fighter, mm-hmm. several knockouts under his belts. The last four fights he had in UFC, he won, but he pissed hot for weed the last two. Um, Shane McMahon rolled into the ring and started piecing him up. I don't care how tired Matt Riddle is, there's absolutely no fucking way you're going to piece him up. No. Yeah. Brock Lesnar tossing him around is one thing. Shane McMahon's not going to piece him up. No. Period. You know, you get dusted by the boss's son, you know? Fuck. <laughs> get the fuck out of here with that. But yeah, people were really pissed by the way he handled that match. And I knew some, I know something was up there. Like, that does not seem right or logical to me at all, but okay. And then the next thing you hear, oh, Shane McMahon's been released by WWE and they're going to part ways. Well, at least he's already made, he already has enough money. So he yeah, no, he'll be taking care of his kids. Will eat, his kids will still eat. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's fucking important. But yeah, no, he did that to himself. Yep. That was dirty. Fuck, man. That's crazy because he was like a really good, like, the coast to coast, fire. That was a daredevil. Yeah. Hey, you never saw Shane McMahon. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying it was a great move. <laughs> no, you never saw a Shane McMahon match where you didn't have at least one moment me. Wow, I'm going to fucking remember that. Yeah. 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 Honestly. So he, he stole is, the coast to coast from off and damn. Yeah, I know he did, but like he, but nobody remembers RVD doing it. Well, not like, not, not nobody, right. but like. That's an ECW thing, bro. It was the Van Terminator back yeah, in the day. Yeah, yeah. You notice Shane McMahon busted out for the first time, WrestleMania 17, literally like two months before Van Damme first showed up. I was like, oh, well, sorry, Shane does it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't think that's actually it, but, you know, food for thought there. The fucking yeah. trash can. When he did that shit with the... Oh, that shit was fine. Oh, yeah. He fucking... Did anybody, yeah. did anybody used to get, like, WWE magazines back in the day? Because I no, used to be, like, I fire with I got Pro magazines. Wrestling Illustrated for a while. I used to get WWE magazines all the time. I actually had a subscription. They were pretty... It was pretty... Pretty fire? Yeah, I liked them. But, uh, but... Do you know who was the first uh, person on the cover for the first WWE magazine? When did... Um, the Rock... Nope. Who would have been Undertaker? Vader. Really? Yeah. Vader. Uh, yeah, and I was really, I was baffled. By, what was this like '96? Yeah, and my yeah, I think they had magazines like, before that, but I don't know what the. Vader, like, Vader was. I like Vader's in ring performances too. I, I, oh I, man, I, I love Vader in WCW. He was fun. He was fun really to watch. Like, yeah, I really like. Dude. That's another example of an example of another one that they fumbled. Like they really. Fumbled oh my god! Vader I, because I got a lot to add to this. Actually, okay, I was a huge Vader guy. I watched him, a big Van Vader in WCW coming out with a big mammoth headdress, shot yeah. smoke out of it and shit. He would beat the holy hell out of people. Yeah. Oh my god, dude! Him and Stan Hansen. Okay, so I've watched a lot of little Japanese wrestling. Him and Stan Hansen had a match in Japan. Like, I forget what year it would have been. It would have been late 80s, early 90s, where just from clobbering each other and haymaker each other, you see Vader rip his mask off and his eyes bulge out there. He had to pop his eye back in the socket. Kept wrestling. Oh, I remember Just from that. strikes. I, yeah, I heard. I, yeah, yeah, I've I, never yeah. seen it, but I've heard it. I, 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 I don't want to see it. Thank you. I don't <laughs> You're not about the gross injury shit, are you? Yeah, I'm good on the injuries. Like I said, man, deathmatch wrestling as a kid, I'd rather be sensitized. <laughs> yeah, I'm still very sensitive towards that. I should have been showing that shit. Oh, and, um... I for, so I forgot to add what circling back to the whole Austin thing. I do remember the street fight with Rikishi at uh, one of the No Mercies. I forget what year that was, it was, but that, that was, was a really a, good was match. A, that was a good match. Yeah, looking back at that, that was a really good match. Yeah. Uh-huh. His um, and uh, another inter- an interesting fact that I mean, you might have you might have already known it. It might be like common knowledge, but I didn't know it. But anyway. Stone Cold Steve Austin's theme was kind of like based around a Rage Against the Machine song. Really? I can yeah. see. DX theme was kind of too. Yeah. Uh, I remember fans back then, they always called them not Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. The, the DX band. <laughs> yeah. it, the, the song was actually called uh, Bulls on Parade. And what, Stone Cold Steve Austin's? Yeah, yes. and I listened to it, and you can kind of tell by the like. Kind of, sort of. I mean, kind of, sort of. If it was just like based off it, I could see that. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Now, listening like, to it in my head right now. 
It's like, like okay, like I was saying about the old video game characters. It's like, you want, you want to use the rock on license a video game? Well, fuck, rename him Jockey My Via, you know, change some colors and give him a beard he doesn't actually have, you know? Mm -hmm. Just change it up just enough. Yeah, like, I think they got, like, the idea of Stone Cold's by listening to the Bulls on Parade from Rage Against the Machine. And I never heard the song before, but I listened to it because I just wanted to see if they were, what, like, where they, what kind of influ influence they got. And then no, I hold on a second. I'm a little bit more disturbed that you haven't listened against Rage Against the Machine before this. Well, I listened to them, but not that song in particular. <laughs> okay, okay, that's good. That's better than I thought. Bulls on Parade is fire, though. It is. It damn well is. It was so fire. Yeah. yeah they got the shells, dude. I said, rally around the family with a pocket full of shells. Dude, they got banned from Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night Live playing that song. Really? And they also hung American flags upside down while they did it. So, oh, yeah, I think it's pretty cool person. That is pretty fire, though. Oh, yeah, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, fuck Big Brother. All that shit. But, um, dude, uh, I'm, I'm more of a fan of stunning Steve Austin. Oh, my fucking Hollywood blonde. Yeah. <laughs> stunning Steve and Flying Brian. Yeah, Stunning Steve and Flying Brian. Rest in peace, Brian Pillman. You know, they cut chunks out of the, whole, the heels of the wrestling boots and shoved in little blinker lights. No, I didn't know that. that. was the whole thing. Um, I think it was, it, was, it was either Pillman or Austin's ex-wife was saying about it some Brian Pillman documentary my brother used to have. It was a WWE-produced thing, so you know mm -hmm. how true a lot of stuff is, take with a grain of salt. Right. It would show close-ups of their boots, a classic thing, then cut to the interview one of their wives talking about, oh, they were up all night one night cutting out the soles of their boots so they could stick these stupid little blanket lights in them. Like, <laughs> well, that's pretty neat, though. That is cool. Well, she didn't make it sound as condescending as I just did. Yeah, yeah. Either way, either way, that's an interesting, that's a little interesting factoid. Yeah, I'm, not as interesting as Rick Rude when you won't let me finish, but uh, yeah. <laughs> you're going to cut that part out, aren't you? I mean, I ain't cut it out. It's staying, but I'm good on the. Uh, Anybody's curious? Hit me up on Facebook. I'll tell you the story. He, yeah. He's injecting Viagra in his penis. Tyler's gonna hit me up. Yeah, our buddy Tyler's gonna be like, so yeah. you're talking about injecting Viagra? Tyler will be really interested in that story. He's yeah. really interested in like really weird shit. Yeah, we like. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What did Rick Root do? <laughs> yeah. Be ravishing. That's what. Very ravishing. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, WCW Super Bro Wrestling for the Super Nintendo voice clips. They were just fucking awful. Like, like Ron Simmons wasn't even him. It's just some some dude going, "Show me respect." <laughs> and Rick Rude was actually already just the sexiest man alive. <laughs> Ew. That's his gimmick. No, I know. I'm talking about the voice itself. Oh, oh you know who's a really weird voice calls nothing too. I'm sorry. What's you, up? You know who whose matches are incredible that we haven't actually haven't mentioned? Who? Nine Brothers. Mr. Perfect. Yes, actually. Oh my god. <laughs> His matches are amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you know, they dropped, they didn't really drop all the sun. His son's a black hole of charisma. He couldn't talk to save his fucking life. Who? Uh, Curtis Axel. Really? That was the son of Mr. Perfect, yes. Yeah, he's ass. You remember the, remember when XT was a shitty, like, faux reality show? Oh my god, it, yeah. He got his first promo on WWE television where he talked about, This moment is the moment of the genesis. And he just talked like that for five minutes. And his last name was McGillicuddy at that point in time. So remember, uh, I remember McGillicuddy. Remember the guy tried yeah. to like, they tried to they tried to push him a little bit. A little bit. He's yeah. just dookie. Oh yeah. But my favorite part of this was he didn't have a tough last name. He didn't. Mm -hmm. McGillicuddy. Imagine him getting through this whole thing about the genesis of McGillicuddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you remember whenever they tried actually well since you were you were more of a were more of a SmackDown guy like me, you probably remember Heidenreich. Oh, I did. I did. Right. His yeah, entire um, theme song was his name. He started to cut promos and like with poems. Yeah, and then they put him in the. They tried to revive the LOD. Oh, uh, Hawk was doing cartwheels in his fucking grave when they added. That the was Road that Warriors. was like what, that was literally one of the worst things they've ever done. Road Warrior hiding rank. That was one of the worst <laughs> things they ever done. Like they put if they're gonna revive LOD, why would they put? Hide and Rake. I've been trying to revive LOD at all. It's like the new Rockers in the fucking 90s where Marty Jannetty was unaware he wasn't cool and they teamed him up with Al Snow. Leaf Cassidy, whatever the fuck you want to call him. Well, dude, Al Snow's the GOAT. Well, yeah, but not when he's Leaf Cassidy in the new Rockers. <laughs> <laughs> we want head! <laughs> we want head! Dude, the head thing actually really got over in ECW Yo. to a crazy fucking extent. It got over everywhere, I feel like. It did, yeah, but like, what I'm talking is they sold styrofoam mannequin heads, right? And that you can get for probably twenty five cents. Yeah, but ECW sold it for jacked up prices. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's ridiculous. That's every every wrestler does that. We want it. If you ever bought, <laughs> if you ever bought merch that wasn't for an indie wrestler in an indie show, bet they paid a quarter what you're paying for it, mm -hmm. no doubt, mm -hmm. at most. But what was I saying about the? Oh, so there's like old clips. Like he he wrestled for the ECW title against Shane Douglas and shit. And during his entrance, like he had like crazy like 
unlicensed, it was actually like, you know, music, like real music. They didn't have an in-house production guy. Yeah. But like, you couldn't hear the song. The fans were going nuts. All you saw was styrofoam heads. Fucking going. <laughs> All you saw was a sea of styrofoam heads and fucking arms just going, man. Like that, Jenna Jameson got a promo for him and shit. The porn star? Yeah, she was in the for a while. Wait, she was in ECW. Yeah, she managed oh. Dudley. She got promos for oh. All kinds of shit. She managed the Dudley. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh. dude. Do remember, wait, do you remember when they ran around with Stacey Keebler? Yeah, yeah. It was like WrestleMania 18. We mentioned yeah. it earlier. Yeah. That was funny as hell. All that Stacey. was a, yeah, that was incredible. Oh, Stacey Keebler. <coughs> the Duchess yeah. of Dudley, though. What? The Duchess. Oh, I got a issue. Thank you. Something gross has happened there. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, Duchess of Dudley, though, they called her. Hell yeah. Um, no, I'm sorry about we were watching that one uh, YouTube video, um, or an old, or maybe it was an old pay per view or something. I can't remember what it was, but Spike Dudley was in it. And he like got he got, he like, got destroyed. destroyed. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a top 100 extreme moments in WWE. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Spike Dudley's always getting fucking. Wait, wait, this time you had to take a choke slam over the top yeah, right straight to the floor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was oh, his idea. Yeah, actually, that was on there. there that was, was Spike's on, idea. He, he, made worse, video, he made the video twice, actually. He was on there for that, and then there was something else that mm-hmm. happened with, I think, Stone Cold. But anyway. Oh, yeah, no, Spike Dudley got beat up a hell of a lot, which, like, no nice segue to what I'm about to say. I mentioned Bam Bam Bigelow earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that was actually recorded when we talked about the movie Major Pain. Mm-hmm. I think we, I think it was recorded. I'm not sure, though. Right. Well, we'll we had, we had a, I'll listen back to it, and we'll figure it out. We had a short conversation about Bam Bam Bigelow earlier, either on or off the recording. But anyway... ECW, one of Bam Bam's big spots that he would do, if he was wrestling Spike Dudley, he'd pick him up in a gorilla press, run from one end of the ring to the other, and just chuck him into the crowd. And the fans would catch him and crowd surf him around the arena. ECW's party central, dude. <laughs> Joe, can we bring back ECW? Oh, he could do that shit these days. If Paul Hammond's own admission, it's worse these days than it was then. He's been sued more times than Martha Stewart. <laughs> Jeez. I would have loved, loved to go see an ECW show. Like, not when WWE bought ECW and tried to rebrand. No, yeah, no, he could have gone to that Jeff was for that shit. Actually, he could have gone Jeff for the original ECW, too. That was like, the thing. They came here. Really? Yeah. That's pretty neat. Like, that was trash uh, when WWE tried to rebrand uh, ECW. That was bad. The, some of it was okay, but... Yeah, yeah like CM Punk fucking, you know, some of the hard they put, yeah. Dude, they put, they put the fu- They put the fucking uh, big show on ECW, and I'm like... You're trying to tell me Big Show is extreme? See, Kurt Angle They put Bobby Lashley on Kurt Angle fit really well. Bobby Lashley fit too, though. They put, uh, yeah. uh, at first, and then they tried to push him to the fucking moon at the expense of everybody else. Yeah, yeah. But when he was first caught there, oh, yeah. he was fire. Yo, like, he was, he was like, really doing extreme shit. Right. Yo, first of all, speaking of Bobby Lashley, do you remember his... Rivalry with Umaga. Oh yeah, when he speared yeah. that nigga through the cell. Oh yeah, dude, that was oh, over. Yeah. That was over the ECW title actually. Shh, yeah, it was. And that man involved there too. They also put Mark Henry. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Yeah, Ew, that uh, WrestleMania. They also put Mark Henry on ECW too, which he, is kind of like he 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 made himself fit in there really well though. No, what I would love to know is how the hell, how the hell it takes. Fucking two decades after the Steiner brothers leave the company for them to get a Hall of Fame induction, we're inducting goddamn Donald Trump. Actually, three decades, now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. And Donald Trump already got inducted. Donald Trump got inducted. For doing Trump. one WrestleMania. And taking a stunner. Yep. I think it's also, I think, it, well, he I mean, he took that stunner pretty well, though. He probably. He carries the Hall of Fame, too. It's, it's him and, him and Vince like. McMahon are, like, really great, really good friends behind the scenes. And Linda was, did, Linda was something for his presidency or whatever. So it's probably... She's a uh, member of his cabinet. He, he appointed her to something. Yeah, something. Linda McMahon. Yeah. Vince's wife. How do you think WWE got wrestling listed as an essential industry in Florida during COVID? That makes sense. Yeah, how do you think? That makes sense. That makes and sense. AEW got the benefit from that too because they were running uh, empty arena shows at that point. Mm-hmm. That was fire though. The WWE's empty arena shows were actually really good. Yeah. Well, they were able to like, I mean, you definitely tell the phone in a lot of those crowd reactions. But, oh, uh, yeah, I, all yeah, of them, all honestly, all of them. I am so glad though. But like the, but I feel like, I feel like, I feel like the in-ring performances got way better because there was no crowd. So they had to perform at a higher level because if, because like, even if you're performing mid, if there's a crowd, they're going to cheer yeah. nine times out of 10 regardless because right. something's happening. Whereas, like, that's right, though, because, like, you watch AEW, it's, like, whatever they did, they didn't have Thunderdome or nothing like that. Eventually, mm-hmm. they started bringing in, you know, local talent, like, you know, contracted wrestlers to stay in the first few rows. Mm-hmm. That gave it a little bit of a, of a feel of, like, having an audience, but it also helped create a lot of weird matches they end up having, because, like, I forget what happened. It was, uh, Chris Jericho and someone else got into a scrap, and, like, 
with their opponents that night in like the Iowaway, like not the Iowaway, but like outside the ring, the ringside area. Yeah. And they ended up getting into it with Chaos Project, Doctor Luther and Serpentico, randomly through like them them beating down someone else, and that was made a match with Dynamite the next week. That's cool as fuck. Like you got a little bit of continuity there, you know. Mm-hmm. That's cool as shit. Ooh, do you remember that pitch black? Do you remember the pitch black match? I thought it was gonna be oh, stupid. I loved it. I thought it was gonna be incredibly dumb. <laughs> I the only thing I didn't like about it was the fact that Bray Wyatt threw a toolbox into the ring and they didn't use it. Yeah, well, that's like they busted out a chainsaw for WrestleMania the <laughs> one year between Moxley and Lesnar. Why even fucking tease it if you're not gonna do something with it? Yeah, I mean, yeah. You're not, gonna, you're not gonna fucking cut him with a chainsaw. At least hit him with the engine part. Yeah, or something. Fuck. Apparently, that was Lesnar's fault. He wasn't willing to work. Dude, he's a bitch. A fucking WrestleMania too, dude. He Brock Lesnar. I don't give a fuck, bro. He will, he can be my ass all he wants. He's a bitch. You know, hey, he'd really, be alive, but he still sucks. He still <laughs> sucks. We were hey, you got about, a lot of fans. I just hate one of them. I'd rather I'd rather watch Roman Reigns. Since we were talking about Reed. the uh, um, COVID, I'm really glad that Edge's when Edge Edge came back. I'm really glad that happened before COVID though, because that pop. Yeah, like without a without that's the one thing though that I I could not watch WWE during COVID. I could not. I can't. The the crowds. Yeah, they actually had a crowd there for the Rumble. That was actually pretty cool. And WrestleMania that year too. Mm -hmm. But I'm just thinking about this now. Uh, One thing, one thing about that WrestleMania after Edge's return to the Rumble, when he faced Orton, you notice they did a uh, a spot that upset a lot of people. Which one? The one where Orton tried to hang Edge with a weight bully like Chris Benoit. Mmm. I forgot about that. Yeah, man. That, they, they buried that pretty fucking well, didn't they? <laughs> Do you remember whenever Undertaker killed Big Boss Man? Like, yeah, at, yeah, he hung him. Like he hung him. That's and, then they, and, and they were so, and they were such negative reaction to it that they just, that Big Boss Man just returned and then they well, just you know they did? forgot about it. The next night, he came out wearing a neck brace and that's how they explained it away. Mmm. After being hung from the roof of the helmet. I mean, you could see it was literally just on his, you know, vest or whatever. Mm-hmm. He was half falling out of it. But, like, you, know, you got hung on television. You shouldn't... You, you should go be dead for a few weeks, you know? Mm-hmm. Fuck. Like, you're supposed to, I'm supposed to believe that a pile driver is going to take someone out for a month. But this dude just got fucking hung and comes back the next day wearing a neck brace. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't get it. I remember when I was, uh... I remember when I was, um... A kid and I watched it. They, were, they did this segment whenever, uh... I think Austin actually sacrificed the Undertaker because he was like, you know, Taker's gonna do it to him. He's gonna, he's gonna fucking tie him to a cross and whatever. Yeah. Well, not a cross. And, the Undertaker symbol. It's and then after cross. that, after that, the Undertaker was like no more, and there was no internet, so I didn't know. I didn't know he was legitimately injured, so I thought that was like. Oh wait, wait, wait! Really when he went away and came back as a biker. Yeah. No, no, no. He just lost a bunch of. He got his ass beat by Steve Austin a lot during that time frame. That was Taker being being a good sport, like trying to help a dude get over. Is what that was. But Taker took so many beatings. He was buried alive and shit by Austin. He got tied to his own cross by Austin. When he left, he was uh, he was supposed to be in some match or something that night on Raw. And he's like, I don't care what you say. I'm leaving anyway. And then we didn't see him until he returned as a biker. He's back now. The American Badass is back. I don't know about back. He's going to make appearances as that. He's I think it's just a one-off thing. Yeah, he, he, he showed up. He did. You know, yeah, did. one thing about... Mark, <laughs> he showed up. One thing about Mark Calloway, though, that is, abso- that is absolutely amazing is... He he got two characters over. Yeah, yeah even yeah. maybe even three if you count Big Evil as a, as another. Uh, that, that's just like I mean he's a meaner version. Of, he's a meaner biker version of Undertaker. But it's just like basically just a heel version of it. You know, I mean I get what you're saying Big Evil because he brought yeah. a different nickname, but like I, I always thought that was just the heel version of the American Badass. You know, same same yeah. basic concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. mean I would probably say American Badass and Big Evil are like the same, but yeah. But either way, he got two fucking characters over, dude. Yeah, oh, yeah. easily. One thing that a lot of people will not say, like it's not that a lot of people won't say, it's just, I don't know how well known this is, Undertaker can always work. Me, Mark Callis, WCW, before he was The Undertaker, his finisher was absolutely dreadful, heart punch. Yeah. But he just hold a guy's arm up like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the move actually did kill a guy in the 70s, though. Um, nope. No, Ox Baker killed a guy with it. Fuck Ox Baker. But... Um, <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it was it was a freak accident, you know. But yeah, Mar- he actually died in the ring yeah. after a. Uh, uh, yeah, that move would definitely be outlawed now after we saw what we saw happen to Demar Hamlin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The football, football player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't watch football, but I did follow that. Everybody I'm actually, did. you know, I'm not a big football guy. Good on those coaches for forcing that game to stop. Because you know, the NFL would just kept trucking along. It would have been an own heart situation. Yeah, they canceled the game. Good, good. Yeah, they just canceled. We got less than 60 seconds left. Somebody decide right now if we're going to make this longer than an hour or if we're cutting it. 
Somebody decide right now. Um, Look at you two. I was gonna go home and eat my Chinese, but I can I can put that off. What time is it? Eight o'clock. It's like uh, yeah, it's about eight o'clock. We'll cut it. You know what? That works. Yeah, we'll cut it. We're we gonna do this again. Let's save yeah. time for next time. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do this yeah. again. We'll have another. We'll have another one. Um, here it is again. This well, everybody. That's the new episode. Uh, from for me and Joe and Sean. This is Devon Brawley. Everybody say goodbye. See you, everybody. Later on, dudes. Everybody, have a good night. Stay peaceful and be kind. Later.